0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. We don't just talk about it. We give you all the nuggets. We give you all the nitty gritty, the how to. We give you the playbook, if you will. Today, we're going to be talking about how the stress of the quarantine can creep up on you and what you can do about it. Now, be sure to check out all of our other full episodes and our two-minute drills. And if you love what you hear, there's nothing more that we would like than if you subscribed and shared our podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for the letters PXP. Now, let's get ready for today's podcast. I am your host, Jamie Yarrow, and kickoff is counting down. well good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be listening we are live from the claw office. that is the closet office the pxp studio it's a full episode this is number 50 five zero can you believe we are at episode number 50 already pretty exciting today we're going to be talking about ways that this quarantine can sneak up on you from a stress perspective as well as some tips on how you can combat it. Before I get started, I do wanna share with you though, we just launched a brand new Facebook page, an Instagram page, YouTube page, all specifically for Play-By-Play, specifically for the podcast. Be sure to follow, like, subscribe, whatever it may be for that particular social media, and share it. We want you and your friends, and heck, we want everybody to be able to hear the content that we're putting out. There's gonna be live shows, video podcasts, all kind of stuff. Tons of stuff coming out on these pages, so check it out. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. So, talking about stress and and the stress that goes along with this quarantine, uh, you know, one of the things that research has showed is that we're pretty good for about 10 days, people are. After about 10 days, though, we start to get a little stir-crazy. And where are we at? Like about day 30-something now? So, For about the first week and a half, week and a half, we do okay, Um, especially the extroverts in the bunch. Now, I'm an introvert. Now, that may shock you. I I am probably going to put together an episode on extroverts and introverts. I might like to do that one as a live so we can get some callers and have some people talk about their extroversion and introversion and things like that. But For the extroverts in the bunch, you probably fare a little bit better than the, uh, excuse me, you follow... Probably fare a little bit worse than the introverts in the bunch, but we can get about a week and a half. And after that, it starts taking a toll on us. There's no doubt that, uh, and I know that even some of my friends and the people that listen to the show, and uh, no doubt that people are experiencing, you know, feelings of anxiousness or nervousness or difficulty sleeping, uh, maybe even fear about what comes next, or maybe even anger. Um, all those things. I, I just want to start today's conversation by saying all of those feelings that you may be feeling, uh, if you're if you're experiencing some of those, and I would say that probably we are all experiencing something to some degree. Uh, certainly, others more than you know, some more than others. But all those things are perfectly normal to feel, based on what we're going through. So. Don't feel like, uh, you know, there's something wrong with you. There's something weird. There's something like the things that we're going through right now. It's tough stuff for us to handle because we're not used to it, right? And so these are perfectly normal. Uh, Don't beat yourself up over it. Uh, When one of your friends or, you know, you or a family member or something, when they're a little on edge, um, don't freak out on them. It might just be part of what is going on, what people are going through this normal. Kind of abnormal, really emotional roller coaster of feelings that people are having right now, so um, just keep that in mind uh, I think they're you know that this might be especially challenging for people that are busy bodies um and i you know I'm one of those, so i i I feel you, but we're forced to have to tone it down a little bit, and I know that's tough for the people that are used to you know going wide open hundred miles an hour. Um, the good thing is. I think there's some things that we can do to help alleviate some of these feelings, um, to help us acclimate back to a sense of normalcy once this quarantine's over, and I'm I'm really anticipating some big challenges in people finding their normal routines when the con- when our country opens back up. Um, in another podcast, I, I've mentioned this to a couple people, but I think that we're gonna. Th- there's this phenomenon that I think that we're gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it the COVID. Effort effect. Um, there's so many people now that are spending their days working on honey-do lists or working from home, and they have a, a an amount of flexibility that they're certainly not used to. Um, they may be doing some home improvement projects, um, some spring projects, and you know, just their life is just different. And there's an amount of flexibility that now has uh, has has come into their life that didn't used to exist and I think that there's going to be some major challenges when some of these people try to re-engage back into the workforce in full with full effort we'll see what it looks like but um, you know for lack of a better way to put it I think that many people are getting used to sort of a more casual way of life um, you know un- unfortunately for most people the casual way of life doesn't pay the power bill um, but but the effect of getting out of a routine for so long I think is going to be a major adjustment. And I think it's going to be a leadership challenge for companies and for you know leaders as these people come back into the workplace. I think you're going to find a lot of companies that are going to uh, find that remote workers worked better, that this process maybe works better than what they thought they did. Um, and I think that you're going to find that that some of these jobs that people used to work in, in, in a traditional office space is probably going to shift to a remote worker-type environment. Uh, we'll talk more about that maybe another day. I'm putting together some training materials for supervisors and managers that are going to need to learn to supervise remote workers when they that's something outside of their comfort zone. They've never had to do that before. It's a whole new ball game for a lot of people. Uh, but that's coming down the pipe i think we'll see uh, we'll talk about it more in another on, on another day let me get off that rabbit trail but we'll get back to today's topic there is uh, there's some things i think we can do to uh, help with this real psychological effect uh, that people feel from being quarantined so i'll put a bullet list or some sort of a list in the show notes of some of these things if if you're not gonna you know maybe jot some of these things down but I think first, um, and I talked about this about a week or so ago. It's so important that you follow a daily routine. You know I don't know what your routine used to look like, and what it used to be before this quarantine started. Um, if you had a routine, most people have some kind of a routine. Um, but as much as possible, try to keep your routine to as as close as you can to what it was before the quarantine. The closer that your routine is, to what it used to be, the easier it's going to be for you to be able to bounce back when the restrictions are loosened. Does that make sense? So the the more like your routine is to what it used to be, the easier it's going to be for you to kind of fall back into your whatever your normal was. Um, I talked about this in length in the episode that talked about home office best practices. I think I think it was episode twenty eight. But just look back through the episodes and find the one that said home office best practices. And, you know, I stressed the importance of a routine in the morning. And specifically when you're working remotely or working from home or something that you're not used to like that. It's so important that you get up and you follow your a your regular routine like you were going to go to a traditional office. So that means you get up, you get ready for work. Eat breakfast, do whatever it is you do in the morning, get dressed, right? I can't stress that enough. Don't work in your pajamas all day long. I've seen some memes on social media that said, you know, well, it's nighttime. I guess I'll switch into my nighttime, I'll get out of my daytime pajamas and get into my nighttime pajamas. I'm just not an advocate for that. So many times I think we perform how we feel and how we look. And when our routine is that we stay in our pajamas all day. I don't think we get the greatest output and I think that it lends to some of the stressors. You might think that it's, you know, fun to be in pajamas all day, but the truth of the matter is, I, I think that it has a negative effect on our psyche. And so get up, get dressed, eat breakfast. You know, there's a commercial that was going around. It was actually for an audiobook app audible, as a matter of fact, and this lady, she got up and she, she worked from home but you didn't get that until the end of the commercial but she got up she she did her morning routine she called a Uber and she put in her earbuds and she was listening to an audio book and she drove around you know to wherever she was going she got dropped off and then she got on like a bus or got in a taxi cab or something like that and then the, it brought her back home like she went nowhere she just went in a big circle you know for probably 30 minutes or an hour or something like that and she walks back in the the door to the house. I'm probably killing this commercial, but you're, you're gonna get the point, I think. She walks back into the house and sets her stuff down on the counter and, and the husband says something like, "You know, why is it that um, you're com- you've all, started, all of a sudden started commuting when you work from home? And the whole point was that she was getting out of the office. She used to work in a traditional office space and she listened to audio books on her way to work and on her way home. And now she was working from home, but she still wanted to be able to listen to those audiobooks. And so she just took a, an Uber or a, or a taxi driving around in the morning just to get that commute time. And I mean, it, obviously it's not real, but the whole point is you want to try to make your routine as close to uh, your norm as possible. Um, you know, that particular scenario where that lady was used to listening to audiobooks and things like that on her way to work, that was me. Um, Before I worked from home, that was what I did during my commute. I would have a 45 minute to an hour commute. And so I had, you know, anywhere from an hour to two hours of audiobook or motivational podcasts or whatever I wanted to listen to, self development type stuff every single day. And then, you know, you move into a remote environment where you work from home. And that is all of a sudden gone. And you've got to make some adjustments to still maintain that level of self-development that you sort of began to rely on. I know I did. Um, so get into that routine. Do those things that you normally would do before you go. And, and uh, if, if you're not watching the video portion of this, I'm, I'm doing some air quotes here before you go to work. So um, if you're someone that's leaving the house for work, well, this probably isn't this part doesn't really apply, uh, but for those that are working from home, you know, maybe you've been furloughed or you're working remotely or maybe you, your job's been eliminated, um, you know, as you get ready to go to work in the morning, if your job's been eliminated, your new job is finding a job, and, and maybe I'll do a podcast on that because I think there's some important things that people can learn from, um, you know, when you're when you're job hunting, your job is finding a job. So we'll talk about that another day. But go to a place where when you go to work from home, go to a place wherever work is. So that might mean it's a specific desk or a specific place in your house, if you can, where that's where work happens. So try not to let that be your kitchen table or your, your living room couch or whatever you know that is where, you, where it's shared space with, your, with the rest of your life. It can really create some challenges for you. Number One in focusing, but number two, which I think is more important, is a separation of work life and family life because as you are working in that space, it's so hard to separate those two things. You know, if your laptop is sitting on the kitchen table, um it's real easy to not shut it off at five o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock, whatever time you normally get off work. and it's real easy to, on the other hand, open it back up at. 8 o'clock at night just to check email for just 5 or 10 minutes and you end up working for 30 minutes or an hour. So it's important if you can to have a dedicated space where work happens for you in the house so that you can turn it off, you can put it down, you can close the computer at the end of the day and you walk away. Um, There might be times I know that you need to work a little longer or you need to do something in the evening, but that shouldn't be the norm, right? Uh, You should... Be able to turn that thing off and maintain some separation. And you need to do that for your own mental health. Um, That's important for you to do that. Take breaks throughout the day. You know, go for a 10 minute walk. Get outside and get some vitamin D. Um, Vitamin D is vital for our health. And most of us don't get enough of it. This is a great opportunity for you to walk outside and, you know, step out on your patio or walk out on the sidewalk or walk out in your backyard and get some sun. Um, even as little as ten or fifteen minutes a day, our body converts that sunlight into vitamin D in our body. Doctor Sears, one of the lady, uh, excuse me, one of the doctors that my wife learned from when she was getting her master health coaching certification, says to get twenty minutes a day with as much skin exposed as possible. At at the very least, your arms and your legs exposed, but more if you can. And that's his recommendation is 20 minutes a day. You can do that during your breaks. Maybe you do it during your lunch hour. When you're working from home, you still need to be deliberate about taking those breaks. It's very helpful to your psyche, but it's very helpful to your productivity as well. Sometimes we can get in our feelings and we don't even realize it, right? Sometimes we can be mean to those that are around us and, um, and, so, and we don't even recognize it. And oftentimes it's our family. Um, I have this conversation with my kids all the time. I tell them, you know, the way you're talking to your brother or your sister, you wouldn't even treat you wouldn't treat a complete stranger like that. But yet, you're going to treat your brother and sister that way. Unfortunately, the longer that this isolation goes on, the more apt that we all are to come across harshly towards somebody else. Um, you know, I would I would say that some self awareness of this is a good way to combat that just knowing that we're capable of it and that sometimes we might be on edge or we might be a little snippy um, a little self-awareness and then perhaps we might need you know a spouse or a friend or something just a little friendly reminder hey what's going on you you seem like you're you're on edge today and that that might just be enough just to remind us um you know that we're in a way we got up on the wrong side of the bed or You know, sometimes it's just a reminder that we need. Look, I get it. It's hard. I'm not trying to minimize the the difficulty of this isolation for some people. It is extremely hard, and it's extremely um, negative on its effects uh, of, uh, you know, how people can handle the stress of being quarantined. Um, But I think sometimes we make it harder on ourselves by allowing the situation to dictate our attitudes, Rather than our attitudes dictating how our day is going to be, right? Attitude is everything. And how we approach the circumstances uh, of our day, that's really up to us. And again, I'm preaching to the choir because I- I'm right there with you. It's a challenge. But really, our attitude should dictate our day, right? The day shouldn't dictate our attitude. We shouldn't let it get to that point, uh, now, I don't know how many of you do any sort of meditation or relaxation techniques, or but I think it's something that, particularly now, you might find extremely helpful in situations where your anxiety level is getting up or your nervousness you know, seems to be taken over to an extent, uh, or maybe just to prevent you from getting to that place to begin with. Um, meditation gets a lot of... You know, different connotations it, it, there's, it has a lot of different definitions or it's used in a lot of different ways but meditation really is just focusing on a thing like just it's just blocking out all of the things that are going on in your life or in your mind or in your world it's just blocking all those things out and focusing on a thing or a thought it's just training yourself to be able to close everything out around you and focus on that one thing And for some, that might be focusing on your relationship with God. A lot of times meditation is a term that's used interchangeably with prayer. And for others, um, it might be focusing on your breathing. That's one thing that I like to do. For others, it might be focusing on relaxing, taking relaxation to a whole new level. Uh, I'm working on some relaxation videos and audio files that might help you get started with meditation or relaxation. I hope to have some of that out in the next week or so. And I'll let you know when it's available. I'll, I'll put some links or uh, I'll, I'll put some information out on the new social p- social media pages. Um, so check those out when it comes out. But in the meantime, if you don't already have some sort of a meditation routine in place, a couple of things I would suggest. Just take five or ten minutes in the morning and in the evening if you can. Uh, We all have five or ten minutes we can spare, right? Um, Just start out small. Maybe it's just a minute in the morning and in the evening. And just block out the world around you. And just focus on the calmness of just being quiet. The calmness of your breathing. Uh, If you need to get started with some help, if you need a little help to get started, maybe download the app. It's called Calm. Uh, in just a few minutes, you'll be guided in your first meditation session and, and don't let that sound all hocus pocus. Um, when I say you're guided in a meditation session, oftentimes it's just someone that's just helping you to relax, you know, just telling you to take some deep breaths and just telling you to relax. And, um, I think that you'll find it extremely helpful. I certainly do. And, um, So I'm going to be producing some of those things here in the near future and uh, we'll get those to you. Some other things I think we can do to help reduce the stress. What are some things that you've always wanted to try? Um, Maybe something that you never started, but you always wanted to, or maybe something that you started and never really got going and never got any traction. Maybe it's a new hobby. Maybe it's some training that you wanted to go through, online training or something. Maybe it's something you wanted to learn how to do. How many of you got a guitar laying around the house because you know at some point in the past you you thought you wanted to learn how to play guitar, and so you got a guitar and uh, and it's in the closet in the box or it's sitting there looking pretty on a stand, um, but you really don't know how to play it. You know, there's so many YouTube videos that are out there. You can contact somebody on Zoom. You can take live lessons over Zoom. Um, You probably know a friend that knows how to play a guitar. I've said this before in other podcasts, but, uh, you know, within just a couple days, you could be playing a few chords that'll make up a song. Like, literally, if you picked up a guitar in just a few days, you could be strumming a few songs. How cool would that be, right? So it's not a huge, daunting task like you might think that it is. Um, Maybe there's some other hobby that you've always wanted to Take up. Maybe there's a piece of exercise equipment in your house that right now is functioning as a clothes hanger. Do I got any amens in the crowd on that one? How many people have a exercise bike or a treadmill that works great for hanging up blankets and sweatshirts and jackets and things like that? Well, clean that thing off and spend a few minutes on it. Start with five minutes a day and then go to seven minutes tomorrow. Um, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be at 30 minutes or more. Just small baby steps. Maybe it's just two minutes today. You're just making progress. Do you know that two minutes of exercise today is two minutes more than you did yesterday? And two minutes you can do, right? And tomorrow you can do three. And the next day you can do four. If you just added a minute a day, well then in a month, what are we up to? 30 minutes. You can do that. One minute a day. You could do that, right? Try some new cooking recipes. Get in the kitchen and put on your apron or Sling some flour or whatever, right? I joked about the um, school being out and everybody needing to have a home ec class. And if you've got kids, getting them in the kitchen and teaching them how to, you know, cook something. Maybe having them cook a meal for the night. And I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people on Facebook that that a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people already have their kids in the kitchen and they're, you know, they're cooking a meal for the night. And that's awesome. But now's the time to make some. Healthy lifestyle changes. It's a great time to do that, right? We all need a boost in our immunity for this virus. So what you eat is a great first step. My wife tells me all the time that our food can either be what heals us or it can be what poisons us. But it's up to us. Our immune systems are powered in large measure by what we eat and what we drink. Uh, Lots of fruits and vegetables and water is perfect to help boost our immune systems you know, doctors all the time, I went and had a checkup. I'm married to a health coach, y'all, so this is a little tough for me sometimes. She she does her very best at trying to get me to eat right, and I do my very best at trying to eat right as much as I can, but sometimes I just don't do very good. Uh, I, but, you know, you go to the doctor, and my cholesterol was up a little bit, not super high. I think it was like 210 or something, just mildly elevated. And he said, you know, cut back on or I think he just said eat healthy, right? Just eat more healthy or something. But, you know, they'll, they'll tell you to cut back on fried food or cut back on fatty food or cut back on sugar and all that. You've never heard a doctor tell you, you know, you need to cut back on those fresh veggies, right? They just don't tell you that because there's never a need to cut back on those things. Um, fruit, Fruits and vegetables and water and, I mean, all that good stuff that we can eat. Now's a great time to integrate some of that into your diet. What are, just what are those things that you have just always wanted to do right some new hobby some new I don't know whatever it is take the plunge and just do it I'm not a journaler but I have some friends that do it some friends that journal and they have great success when it comes to journaling and reducing stress um, I don't do it but I'd be I would be amiss if I didn't mention it to you because of the success that so many of my friends talk about when they journal um, I have a good friend that journals every morning and he claims that it has absolutely helped him reduce his stress. You know, perhaps some of you can say, say the very same thing. Um, I've just never really gotten into it. Uh, I don't think that I'm patient enough for it, but for those of you that it works for awesome. I mean, that could be your home run. That could be the very thing that really helps you reduce stress. Just writing about it verbally, uh, putting it on paper, Uh, not verbally, but just, you know, Um, Acknowledging, hey, this is stressful to me. These are the things that I'm going to do to try to alleviate that today. Just put it down on paper. And a lot of times um, that is the very thing that will help you uh, reduce the level of stress from certain things. So give it a shot. Journaling may be your thing. You know, I love to read. Well, not really read. I love to listen to audiobooks. If you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I don't read. Very few things do I read. I'll read my Bible. And that's about the only book that I'll actually read. I, I really, really gravitate towards audiobooks. Um, I listen to about 50 a year. If you've never listened to audiobooks, I encourage you to give it a shot. Uh, if, you've, if you've never used the app, I use Audible. Uh, if you've never used that app, reach out to me and uh, I'll send you a link for your first book being free. So you don't have to pay for anything. You can just try it out. You get your first book for free, and if you like it, then maybe you subscribe and get some more books. And if you don't like it, no, you know, no love lost. Um, but let me know, and I'll get you your first book for free. Send me a message or send me an email, and um, you know, you'll be on your way to your first audiobook. Don't forget to stay in touch with those friends and family that um, you know you love talking to. We have the technology at our fingertips: FaceTime, Zoom. Google Hangouts, whatever it is that you can use to stay in touch with people that you love, just seeing their face. I don't. I, I think we underestimate the power of seeing people's faces live, right? We can watch a video of something, but there's something about having that interaction and seeing people's faces and talking to them, even if it is over a video conference type system, FaceTime or Zoom or something like that. There's just something about that interaction, even for introverts. I was talking to a friend the other day he's an introvert and he said, you know maybe there's something more to this uh, physical connection than what I ever thought there was. And he's probably right. Um, if If you're not familiar with how to use these technologies, reach out to me. I'll host a little zoom training session for anybody that wants to know how to use it. Zoom is an app that allows you to video conference with, um, you know, up to a hundred people. And so, I mean, obviously you don't have that many, you can video conference with just your friends or your family or, but you can talk and see each other and you can all be on there at one time. It's a really neat app. Um, just a little uh, fact for you at the beginning of January, zoom had 10 million users. I saw a statistic the other day, they're up to 200 million. Um, so zoom is, is absolutely one of those things that's on the rise. Uh, There's so many people that are out there hurting and they're in need of help. So let me ask you this. Are you able to, are you in a position where you're able to help somebody else that's hurting? Helping somebody else that oftentimes has no ability to help us in return, that can be a genuine way to bring joy into your life. And joy combats stress and anxiety all day long. Joy trumps it, right? Joy wins against stress and anxiety all day long. I think oftentimes, you know, we rob ourselves of the opportunity to be joyful. During this time of crisis, can I remind you that it's okay to be happy? Even in the midst of what we're facing, find joy in the places that you wouldn't normally look, right? Look for opportunities to try new things or to help a friend. Make somebody else's day with a random text or Maybe a little video. Our way of life may never go back to the way it was, right? This virus, it might have changed what we call normal. Our normal may never return to the same thing that normal was before. We might as well find ways to cope and to find happiness, right? Because our normal, it may never be what we would consider normal um, like we had in the past. I've said this before and I always use use it in reference to people working towards a goal or maybe building a business or working towards a new job. I say you better find happiness along the way because that finish line that's out there, that finish line always moves. It's no different here. We don't know what tomorrow or next week or next month looks like. And if we're waiting on all of this quarantine and isolation and virus, if we're waiting on all that to be over, for our normal to resume so that we can be happy again well then we're in trouble we better find ways to be happy along the way well that's about all the time i got for you today i hope you enjoyed this episode of play by play don't forget we've got all new social media pages go out there and like and follow and subscribe to all the stuff we got out there that way you don't miss any of the content Uh, be sure to check out all of our past episodes and our two-minute drills You can find those on your favorite podcast player wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for the letters PXP and then look for that logo that says Play by Play with Jamie Yarrow. I want to thank you for listening today. But most of all, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. My name is Jamie Yarrow and I hope you have an amazing day.